0: Welcome, welcome, welcome all. This is the Simply King Podcast with Rodney Perry, and I'm so glad y'all could join me again. Gave me your ears for a little bit of time, and this week is a very, very interesting one. Um, And the topic is political correctness. And the the title of the episode is Politically Incorrect. And um, if you've seen the... The cover art that I chose for this, it was a um, Charlie Brown theme, and um, I was glad I found it. I really wanted to use a political cartoon because I feel that they say so much in a very simple way. But politically correct, I feel like people blaze over this, but we deal with this on the day-to-day basis, not only within politics, but also with our own social interactions. So with the topic this large and this broad, I felt the need to bring back a brother who well, I felt gave a great perspective on um, on the episode "Generation Nuts." If you haven't heard that one and you're just new to the Simply King podcast, definitely go check that out on my website. Whenever you get a chance, you can download it as well at lifeisking.com. But here, I, here we have him again, my brother Stretch, uh, my brother Stretch Green, on the phone. I'm glad, I'm glad, that, glad you had time, bro. Of course, no problem. Anytime, good time. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. But let's 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 go ahead and dive right into this like my first question really is uh is very simple. Do you believe the world is is becoming too politically correct?
1: That the answer to that is yes. But then it's but then again it's kinda like no because it's where do we actually begin to um set up the boundaries in which people shouldn't cross you know so what i feel like the aim of being politically correct is to not offend people and it's it's weird because there there has to be a point in which you you don't shut people down from saying how they feel and what they want to say and everybody's just so sensitive and it's just a a lot of like don't say that that's that's racist or that's sexist or whatever what have you and I mean those things do exist but I mean how much censorship do we really need on the things we have to say because then you know it kind of comes in the way of you know our first amendment and then us being human beings and you know having our own emotions and opinions on things and now we're getting we're getting boxed in and when into a place where we we, we won't be able to express ourselves and, and that's probably the most scariest part of, you know, the political correct movement. Um, yeah, and if anybody's ever read or, or seen the movie The Giver, I feel like we're going to get to that. It was a society of just blandness, not too much emotion, not too much feeling, not too much color. Um,
0: and great, book, a great book, by the way.
1: Yeah, it, it is. And we, we kind of just shutting ourselves out from, the the great things about life the things that make the the differences between people that makes life you know great because without those differences and without those different thoughts and opinions you know we we all just
0: I I don't know what we are at that point but no, to to answer yeah. to answer my own question and to add on to what you're saying I agree I agree it definitely is um, I believe the world is becoming more you know, PC, more and more PC each day because we have these, you know, new isms. Within each year we have a new ism, you know, um, or just some type of phobia or some, something that people can, you know, tag to why you, you know, have to speak out or have to say certain things in a certain manner. I also believe there should be a, a filter, a sense of uh, respect. Um, mm-hmm. But I do, but I do believe, just from my own studies, that the uh, sense of respectability within this country and without, without within the world, honestly, needs to be restructured. I feel, I feel that respectability within this country um, and what also goes hand in hand with politically correctness is that, in, uh, for example, um, you can have Fox News, and on Fox News, you can have a whole hour special of them speaking on. Like, I, like we did the, the show on millennials, uh, speaking yeah. on race, speaking on women's women's rights, speaking on Hispanics. And these are all, these could be all, you know what I'm saying, left-wing Republican white people. And they're all speaking mm-hmm. on something like this in a very matter-of-fact type of way. You know, mm-hmm. they, may have, they may use very, you know, non-offensive terms, being very please correct when they speak but it's the underlining of what they're saying or what they're trying not to kind of bounce around the point. And that can happen. And I believe that it, 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 you, but you can't do that in reverse because you do that in reverse, you're seen as you have a lot of different connotations with you. You know, right along with this Fox News and it's really, you know, strong Republican base or just opinions. Um, you have a, a counterculture with this very conscious culture you know we got you know this is basically like i call them the shea butter soldiers you know what i'm saying <laughs> but uh, with individuals who who basically do the complete opposite they analyze they analyze analyze white people they analyze different mm-hmm. races. they analyze different things within history just as people within who are within journalism do as well but they are seen as you know well they their research and all of that or a lot of findings and truth that they find aren't put on that same pedestal. Completely mm-hmm. correct. And let um, me move to my next question. Because I believe that with these individuals that are on Fox News, there's a lot of people who praise them for saying the things they have to say. When they are bold, like Bill O'Reilly and um, uh, Russ, not Russ Parr, but uh, what's his name? What's his name? Oh, uh, Rush Limbaugh. And people, people is this. And also people within entertainment. Yes. Yeah. Like people within within entertainment, we've always loved and adored artists that were always outside of the norm, outside of the box, standing up for things that everyone really feels, but a lot are afraid to say Mm -hmm. from comedians to musicians. To, you know, just all around artists who come out and say, you know, well, the way we do this, the way we treat these people are wrong. Or the way, how we do this and how we go about treating each other is wrong. And people adore those individuals. But at the same time, and even in, when it comes to social, you know, just very small social gatherings, people love those, that person who can say exactly what everyone was feeling in the room, you know? Why do we seem to love people who are really politically incorrect? but we still kind of put, put, uphold this, you know, sense of being politically correct.
2: Um, So people gravitate towards politically incorrect people because those people say the things that people wish they could say without ridicule. Um, For example, you know, you have your Donald Trump. And (laughs) after I give this explanation, I'm really not gonna talk about this guy anymore. Because he gets too much, so he he says things that people believe that that resonate with people, and it's politically incorrect if you if if we look at you know the context of what politically correct is, and people are thinking it though because if you look at his numbers, he has a, a large amount of supporters, but in contrast, you also have politically incorrect people like Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and they probably you know some of the best examples and. Even if you look back in the days, now nah, you you have individuals like that, who who are politically incorrect, but the the difference between them and Donald Trump is that they speak a, a truth that is that is global, that is fair for all people. So if you look at what Donald Trump says, he kind of singles out people, Muslims, Mexicans, you know, immigrants. He's singling out people, but if you look at you know J. Cole, Kendrick's lyrics, they they speak of of, of a truth that's that is pretty much universal, something you can't even quantify, write down on paper. And even though they speak from the black experience of it, they speak on the the truth about inequality and where, you know, our people as black people have, you know, been disenfranchised in certain things and how that trickles down and reverberates into the communities we live in. So it's not really just the black struggle. It's it's the it's the Latino struggle in the hood. It's it's the Arab struggle okay. in the hood. You know, it's it, it, it oh, goes. Yeah. It reverberates through oh, all yeah. different types and nationalities and ethnicities of people. And like I said, it's something you can't even quantify. So we have to be wary of 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 For the sure. politically incorrect icons that we we look up to and that people look up to because if 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 your politically correct incorrect icon is you know Donald Trump, then I don't know, you, you, you're you kind of a sketchy person because you, you you don't notice that there's a, he speaks a level of inequality that's just not conducive to our communities, our society moving forward as a people. And that, that'll take us forward onto another, you know, a, a whole nother just space and in, in, in time of where we don't want to be. And, you yeah. know, where we might not be able to yeah. rise up from, so we we got to pay attention to that. The, the differences between the the truth, the the equal truth, and you know the the selective truth.
0: Very true, very true. I, I, and I also say I feel like when it comes to politicians, they kind of bob and weave their way through, you know, political correctness and political incorrectness by you know and they they do these things to entice voters you know I believe the whole frame I guess the whole I guess mechanism of being or the whole tradition of being politically correct was in a sense a barrier as well and was also I feel like it was created for a way for people to still be able to express what they really want to say but without it sounding or coming off in a in a def- in like an offensive manner, because you can always retreat back to that. Like instead of me saying, you know, well, I believe, you know, most minorities, you know, are lazy. Saying something like that can go over a lot of people's heads, but if you kind of if you make that very specific, then you will get you know, offended. You say I believe Mexicans are lazy. If I believe you know uh, Dominicans are lazy. I believe Black people are lazy. If you say all those different things, then the offense is, is real, it's it's instant, it's explicit. But implicit speaking, you know, glazes over everything and kind of almost makes expression, you know, very, very, you know, false in a sense. Because it's like, yeah, you sound like you kinda for me, but at the same time it's like it don't sound it don't it don't I don't feel the realness. I don't feel it. And what you said about um uh just like J. Cole and Kendrick. I feel that rappers and a lot of artists the reason why they're so adored is because they speak to the humanity within us in a lot of cases. And I believe no matter who or what that that person is, what their, you know, their ethnic background is, you relate to it off the sense of your strength and your your, your humanity. That's why people adore Michael Jackson all, of, all over the world because he spoke messages that transcended, you know, regional regional things and, and race and color and orientation as a whole. So I feel that speak, since I you know spoke on these people who are great expressors of you know of their own opinions, I believe that political correctness was definitely put into place to kind of almost uh, uh, promote a sense of you know respectability. But also, I've seen that now with the growing of it, has now put up even more barriers that we can't even express ourselves in the best way, in the most truthful and honest way that we would want to. So, how do you how do you suggest? What would you tell What would you tell my listeners on how to express yourself in the let most respectful on way? Last point. Um, I think
2: mm-hmm. the the political correct movement came from. It came from from like the tension that, that the that society was facing off of, you know, race relations, you know, Trayvon Martin cases, you know, Eric Garner, those things. Those those pivotal moments kinda sparked that, well, if these things happen we kinda need to stop so we need to stop people saying that this is racist and that's racist because if that's the case, these are calls, you know. The, the Baltimore riots and stuff like that. So, is is it, I, I think it's 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 kind mm-hmm. of a control thing. It's a, it's a fear thing. It's we're afraid of what the oppressed people will do. And maybe I'm speaking mm-hmm. conspiracies right now, but as not no, I that, think, I, mean, I think that's what I think it, it is. It is it's, it's, we are whatever whoever they are, whoever you know they are. They're afraid of what the oppressed people will, will turn and and do because it's a lot of us and once we start pointing out the things that are wrong when we say something is racist when it actually is, you can notice that there's a lot of people, about, oh no, that's not racist. You know what I mean they meant this, they meant that. We only hear what you say. We don't hear what you meant. You know? So that's where, you know, the politically correct exactly. thing steps in where, oh, we don't want to offend anybody. And we got to cover everybody's ass. It, it, I don't know if you've heard, but, you know, I, it might have been, I think it was Yale, where they have the gender-neutral uh, pronouns like Z and her, H-I-R, and this and this to not offend, you know, yeah, people's, people's yeah, sexuality yeah, uh-huh. and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I, I've noticed, like, I think I just seen um, it was a Mandela Sandberg, uh, the uh, young actor who played Rue, and, um, hugger games she just released they just released something and i don't know why i don't know why because you know i'm you know i got my you know I'm a degree in marketing so anytime it's something that i feel like is broadcast in a major way i always look at it past what it is because advertisement is how propaganda is spread to the masses in a very 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 very, very covert way and they felt the need because amanda she's a very very intelligent girl She. Grew to to fame after Hunger Games even more From just speaking out on a lot of major things And just talking about like culture appropriation But within this magazine Basically, you know The key feature to hook people in Was saying that Amanda identifies as A black bisexual woman And And I don't know why I don't know why in, in my heart a little bit I'm sitting there like, man It seemed like it seemed like uh straight out of style like you straight that's that's whack you know it's like that's 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 the immediate thing that i was thinking i was like it seems like today and i'm not i'm not homophobic at, to say that at all or you know against any type of sexual orientation cuz i believe it's all a part of the human experience and thing, these things happen but i do believe it's interesting when you i guess broadcast and put certain things out in a such way because I feel like there's a certain way that you can do it where it seems that you're promoting this you're treating it as if it's something that you are truly behind and support but or using it to basically bring down or push away the thought of anything else and I have a whole I have a whole theory on why there's so many it seems like there's forever a black homosexual man on television because I believe and it's just maybe my uh my own kind of thing. But I believe they this they want that to be more of an acceptable thing than a heterosexual man because basically want to be, you know, non existent. You know? They are thugs, they wanna keep those characteristics very strong and very precise right now. If all the people are getting shy, people are in the news, they'd rather for that black heterosexual man to be considered to be a part of that category instead of probably someone it is. doing they're, well. they're trying to avoid and, the
2: next Malcolm X, the next Martin Luther King, because it's power in blackness. It really is. And it's, it's scary because a lot of us don't notice it or pay attention to it. And it's not even just that. It's it's power in in, in the oppressed people, the people who notice the wrongs. Because the oppressed people kind of understand both sides of the coin to some aspect, because, you know, we watch TV and we see all the glitz and the glamour and the people who live it up. But then we kind of live in, you know, the hard places where people are really like scrambling and scrap, scrapping and, you know, scraping at the bottom yeah. to get it. So we, we understand exactly. where the discord between, you know, I guess you, you can say the top 1% and the, the, the other 99% of the country, what that is. And when people begin to realize what that difference is and and then pick and figure out how to make it equal. That's when it becomes crazy. Because if, if there are nobody, if, if there's nobody at the bottom, who's going to do the stuff that people don't want to do? Trash, you know, stuff like that. It's it's, it's a whole machine. The country is a machine, so it has to be run by somebody.
0: At the You're right. You're right. You're right. I I mean the the basis of the basis of capitalism basically tell you that. And economists will tell you this as well: that you have to have a poor class for a capitalist, capitalistic society to work. You can't, you can't, it can't work unless there is a group of people, no matter how big, how small. It being, them being large makes only makes it for more money at the top. So, but to go back to the the original point, because I ain't I ain't even mean to you know get us both riled up into a tangent or a rant. But no, 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 it's it's, 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 it's me too. But also, I think when it comes just back to the my last question of, uh, about political correctness, I feel like we know all these things. You know, we just went on this rant, but we can't go into certain circles and do that. You see what I'm saying? We can't go and say those things that we just said at our jobs or at certain, you know, in certain public environments. I was, I, you know, I was just out. I was just out with my girlfriend, and she was saying like every time I said. You know the word nigga, She was the uh, the guy beside me was just kept like looking at me some type of way. You know this is a whole white man getting offended by me speaking, by me sp- saying that word. Now that's a whole another conversation. But I found it interesting that you know we have to govern ourselves in such a way. We have to be politically correct. We have to uh, basically acquiesce ourselves into society to where we fit into a very politically correct. We're not offending anyone. This, that, and the third. But, but, there are a lot of things that are being allowed that aren't fitting to that political correctness. For instance, the example I gave about Fox News. So, stretch, tell the people, how in the world can they, on their social media, with their own media platforms, within these classrooms, within their own jobs and careers, how can they express themselves without, I guess, PC being having the PC world of the PC? A mindset or paradigm kind of stifle what they Honestly, really want that, to say it takes a lot of like
2: looking inside of oneself and observing society and the way people interact with each other because it, you can you can be truthful but that's based off emotion so if if you know, Say, for instance, you know, uh, somebody may have had, you know, an older brother and their older brother turned out to be, you know, homosexual or transgender or something, but they looked up to that person and now that person isn't who they always seen them. They may have, you know, a gripe against, you know, homosexuals and transgenders. So in in that aspect, they'll move Mm -hmm. forward in life and their truths that they speak and the way that they portray things may come from that that experience with that one person so
1: Great.
2: We, Great we can't move forward Great in and and speak truths based on you know one interaction with a type of person so we got to get out and talk to people you got to actually understand how people live how people experience things and then from there you you can't really be told like you can't you can't really that's what true political correctness is. When you actually experience and talk to these people in these different avenues and these different, you know, ethnicities and nationalities. And that's that's when you can actually start saying things, because a lot of people speak from being uneducated. And I'm and I'm, talk, I'm not talking about books and, you know, as far as academia, but I'm talking about human interaction. That's that's what it is. It's human interaction. You 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 go out and you and you go talk to you know Very true. Jewish people and see what their lives is like. And and it's not even about like interviewing a person. It's just about interacting with a person. You kind of have to you know talk to people and not have any preconceived notions and any prejudice about them because those things, those preconceived notions and prejudices are from somebody else's one interaction with one you know type of person and that they told it to you and now you believe it as the truth for all of them. So. It starts with that talking to people, communication, understanding w- people. Because trust me, it's plenty. It's, it's there are plenty different types of black people, and I learned that by going to HBCU. So I go back to my high school every winter break. I get and they they want they they ask me like what's what's an HBCU or whatever, and I tell them, you know, everybody's pretty much black, but just because we look the same, it doesn't mean we've had the same life experiences. So you may interact with a, 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 a black kid who grew up in the suburbs or whatever. And all they know is kind of, you know, uh, suburban culture. And that's how they act. I exactly. mean, that's the person they are. But that doesn't exactly. that's not the, the blueprint for exactly. what black is. And then you may interact with a person kind of like me. I mean, I grew up in a hood. You know, I grew up in a hood. But my household wasn't hood. So I'm I'm a different kind of person. <laughs> and my, mama, I've always told my mother that, I'd be like, I live in the hood. She'd be like, mm-hmm. no, you don't." I'd be like, "Okay, I live in the hood, but my household ain't hood." She'd be like, "Yeah, I know, you know." So it, you you interact with different kinds of people, and you can't you can't write the blueprint for a group of people based off of only a few instances of interacting with certain people. Because I mean, you may run into a black person who's having a bad day, and they have you know past issues in their life with nobody has really told them that lashing out isn't wrong and then you might bump them with your shopping cart or something and then they flip your shopping cart over and smack you that's not what black culture is that's not who black people are that's just one person you know so it starts with interacting with people yeah
0: also I believe when it comes to expression expression, I believe we also have to not only just be I feel like a great point that you made about emotions I feel like we do act off emotions a lot When it comes to our expression as a whole But I feel like when we have an opinion Having an opinion on something We need to kind of stop leading our opinions With just our own personal experiences And when we have to express something To express our own statements Allow these statements to be factual And to have some type of reverence To what they're being said You see what I'm saying? I feel like People don't argue with things that are plain to sight and plain to see. And if they do, then that's just that'll be that'll just be their, you know, their own issue. You see what I'm saying? I believe people we can't get into these like battles with people where where we're trying to be, you know, it's just kinda of, kind of just come all the way out and just defame someone. Instead, let's, you know, like you said, depending on the situation and what what you're trying to express don't don't be so emotional really evaluate why you feel so strongly about what you feel and express it in a, in a respectful manner because I feel that if you don't if you can't do that then if someone does that back to you and you get mad it's kind of like but this is the energy that you put out you see so I believe I believe we uh, I believe we uh, hit this right on the head and I feel like we said all we needed to say and I'm glad I'm glad you gave me your time bro. I'm really, I'm, I'm so glad you gave me the time. Good. And also, um,
1: definitely, um, look, definitely at brother, uh,
0: look at my follow brother, follow him on all his own, all follow of his, um, on all his social, own, media all of social media um, platforms. It's uh, um, underscore this, yeah, uh, underscore. Uh, the cool, uh, hold on, it's the cool, it's dead, and that's basically underscores uh, in between all of those. So definitely check him out, keep up with him as well. And um, you can listen to this on if you're listening to this on SoundCloud or whatever you may be listening to this on just to let you guys know you can listen to this on The Tune In radio app as well as the Apple podcast app subscribe comment repost leave a review and let somebody know what's going on also I got to shit oh go ahead one more
2: thing one more little plug that's make sure you guys follow false dot politics on Instagram um, oh, yeah. The, the aim of it is to, to to give you guys the information as it's put out there as frequent as possible. Um, it's it's about politics, so it, and I try I try to make it something that is something that all of us in in the, our age demographic can gravitate towards without it being too complex. And so that way we're we are actually out there going to vote in this 2016 um, presidential election and. Actually, being informed about which candidate we're picking and not because of whatever um, uh, specialty they bring to the table, whether it be gender or race or anything. It's actually looking at what they're saying and the facts. So, follow at false.politics on Instagram.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just wanted to give a, a shout out to uh, Millennial Globe um, and my new, uh, my new partner. Within this whole great, great game and uh, movement of kind of, in, uh, I guess, giving knowledge to our millennial brothers and sisters, and um, definitely look forward to. Um, I'm gonna definitely introduce all my listeners to the person who's uh, behind uh, Millennial Globe. We're definitely gonna team up and have a um, a joint podcast, which is gonna be a great one, great topic. So uh, definitely listen up for next week's topic. It's gonna be a great one once again. I thank you all for listening and keep on listening. I love y'all.
1: I was just shining my glow, bro. They can't limit my rebel. They didn't want my trouble. They can adjust my rebuttal. They can adjust how I hustle. They can adjust how I tussle. See, I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to.